only podcast only contemporary podcast <laughs> that uses <laughs> words such as urinal cake lime beverage moist oh, I quite like that it was beverage. like a rat it's like a harmony yeah uh, moist beverage beverage and the moist, moist together beverage. yes delicious uh, today we have myself JD Strange we have Jugs Mahomes we have uh, the mountain man the man from the mountain we have uh, the, the Don the Don the Don Lindsay and we have a very special guest from the Stumble Inn, uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Gavin the Gaffer, is that correct? Well, I've seemed to have picked up the nickname Gav the Gaffer, yeah, in the last six, five or six years working there. What was it before the Gaffer? Uh, the Gopher. <laughs> my, 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 my previous nickname in the UK was Big Vern. Um, out, from, out of Viz. Daddy uh, G. Oh, really? Out of Viz. <laughs> Fucking hell. That's, a, that's another story. I only remember Viz from, for the, uh, the fat slags. And there's one that works with me, actually. She looks spot on to the blonde <laughs> one. Do you reckon they can still have this in these, in these troubled times that we're in, in these do. times of fucking uh, social justice and fucking ultra... Um, uh, what, what's it called? Um, virtue ultra virtue signalling. Ultra prudism is what I Can you have I, it now? I, it I, I fucking hope so. Well, they still had the annual, didn't they? You can still get the Viz annual. It's probably all online now. What's, what's been cut recently? Um, League of Gentlemen. Yeah. Because of blackface, Little Britain has that okay. gone? Yeah. Mighty yeah. Bush, Mighty Bush, Papa Lazarou. You're my episode. wife now, Dave. They cut an episode from Faulty Towers. Didn't they, 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 they took away Faulty Towers You're and dead, they yeah. gave it back. Um, there was oh, a little nice. bit of a, Very nice little bit of a backlash with uh, <laughs> give us our comedy, please. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Why I can't you satirise things? I mean, it's just uh, gay. I mean, like I, I, I posted something about that. I said, um, you know, just give us a fucking comedy. And and someone replied with the uh, a meme with the you remember that movie White Chicks with the two black guys, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then uh, you know, it didn't take long. Shortly after, someone. Um, kind of got on their high horse and all of a sudden there was a, a mass of posts why why you shouldn't reference white chicks you know, and it went all around the internet like people were just saying oh, like, you know, a lot of people have been referencing white chicks and this is the reason why you shouldn't so like it was just that was the kind of go to like white chicks is the go to right I mean like I couldn't really think anything isn't, what good, head, good, but isn't what's good for the goose good for the gander yeah I think it's just comedy okay guys there's such thing as comedy where you could fucking have fun, yeah. And I think that movie was about, uh, you know. Oh no, no, I think it you is, it we're, we're not saying it's bad. We're, no, no, no. We're, I'm saying that the population doesn't. I thought it was amazing. Actually. The population uh, where something comes out, and then all of a sudden they say it's, you know, where they're laughing when they watch it, and then afterwards they're like, oh, actually, that might be racist. Yeah, why can you have rape? Excuse me. Rape. Yeah. Why are, you, why are you allowed rape? Well, there's rape on Thai TV all the time, isn't it? Every, every yeah. Thai drama is just filled with black rape and, and domestic abuse. Yeah. It's every weird, every Thai drama. You're allowed rape, murder, paedophilia, mm. but you're not allowed blackface. Like, it's, like, it's, it's like double standards, isn't it? 
It, it, it sounds a bit odd to me. I'm going to sh- give my age away now. Does anybody remember Alf Garnet? Yeah. In the 70s, hell, yeah. you do. Good, yeah, good, yeah. good, good, good. Now, that's been part and parcel of this review, isn't it? Because mm. Alf Garnet is a bit on the old racist side. Oh, it's right, a bit yeah. of a bigot, yeah. Now, anybody with any kind of intelligence can watch that TV program and realise that he, this guy was actually a parody and it was made to laugh mm-hmm. at this guy. Mm-hmm. We were laughing at this guy because he was so right-wing racist and out of control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now that whole program was built about let's laugh at the attitudes of this guy. Okay, at that time, yeah, there was a certain percentage element of society that was coming out going, yeah, he's saying these things, they need to be said, <laughs> get out. But we also laughed at these people as well. Yeah, Things have changed now. Things are changing massively is you cannot... Um, well, who's the the latter day Afghani? Al Murray, pub landlord. Oh Remember yeah, really? pub landlord. Yeah, yeah. He, he's 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 the the offspring of Afghani as far as well, I can see. Because he he can play. He can play. <laughs> Al um, Al Murray, pub landlord, can yeah. play this racist, homophobic, right wing bigot. Da da da. But it's an act. And yeah. that's what we're, we're, for, we're forgetting to look at. Is this is an act. This exactly. is, is theatre. This is comedy and stuff. And the day we get into censoring and barring and banning comedy, I think it's a sad Absolutely. It's, it's, it's an act. But I think in layman terms, um, if, if you are being racist or homophobic or you know, transphobic or whatever, to hurt someone, then it's wrong. But if it's, if it's just meant to draw a few laughs, then no, it's, you know... That's what it's about, and you, you need to laugh at it. And you look at the, the stand-up comedians of, of 70s, 80s, 90s, and what have you. A lot of them come from impoverished, working-class backgrounds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the sense of humour is part of laughing through yep. the shit yep. that you, that's on your plate that uh, you're dealing there, with. There's one, uh, uh, especially today, They po- it's been all over my newsfeed on Facebook, and a lot of my friends will know, the Dave Chappelle, I think it's eight... Yeah. yeah. The amount of time the dude had the What is it? 848 or 8884? Eight, 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 yeah, the amount of time that the guy had the nail the net the nailed on the his, right. his neck. Yeah. Close, to, close to 9 Talk minutes or something. 848 or something. And uh, Dave Chappelle said, "Look, I'm popular. I know I'm fucking popular. But guess what? I also know that I don't live where these people live. I am a yes, I am a celebrity." If you want me to speak out, here's my fucking voice in saying that. There is no fucking way that someone should stand on someone's neck for eight minutes and fucking, yeah, and watch someone die while their their knee is on their neck. You know, there are celebrities out there doing that, you know, but these celebrities aren't the ones that are out there on the streets facing this daily, you know? Of course not. There are people that are out there that are being uh, antagonized by the police and all that shit. And uh, honestly, in a few times, uh, I have actually uh, been uh, targeted by the police in my own country in the United States where I was at a party, you know, when I was 18 years old. I was, you know, high school, senior, graduating. And I was at a party where we were drinking and we went outside to smoke a cigarette. You know, or, or, you know, tobacco. We weren't smoking marijuana. And the cops came to the corner. Let me tell you a true instance. We are there on the corner. We are there smoking, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a cigarette. And the cops came up and they're like, what the fuck are you doing here on the corner? I'm like, uh, I'm smoking a cigarette. What, what do you think I'm doing? He's like, get the fuck out of here. What the fuck are you doing here? I'm like, what do you mean, what am I doing here? I'm on the corner of uh, the street smoking a cigarette. He's like, is there a party going on? That's none of your business. 
I'm just out here smoking a cigarette. And he said, you need to walk the fuck out of here before I scoop your dead body off the streets. <laughs> that literally happened. That literally happened to me in the United States. Yeah. Well, I've heard a lot of rumors about police in the that United happened. States of America. It's not something as a British person I could get my head around at all. Um, yeah. There was something on BBC Breakfast News the other day about um, a nurse... Um, of color Afro-Caribbean nurse who was stopped by the British police and she had for the crime of having tinted uh, windows on your car which is illegal in the UK um, now the officer spoke um, aggressively demanded that she got out of the car didn't swear <laughs> you know now she either way the story was about I was horrified the way I was spoken to by the police in this country and da 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 he made me get out the car and all this and I'm thinking like yeah I live in Thailand. <laughs> I deal with police every day. You're getting shot they, in the back as you yeah, run away. Um, and, and obviously getting extorted the, for money. I, I, I'm, I'm not suggesting that the story that the British nurse came out with was insignificant, but I'm saying it pales into insignificance if you can check it out to some of the other issues that we're dealing yeah. with policing. Certainly your experience in America and obviously well, what, what, okay, okay. kind of so what we I'll, see in I'll Thailand. I would describe it because uh, there was no context behind it. Let me explain the context behind that. Uh, the city that I lived in, there are about uh, anywhere between 30 and 40 murders a year. Okay? So these police officers are responding to shootings. They're responding to robberies. They're responding to B&Es. They're responding to a lot of things. So when they get a call that, you know, there's a noise complaint, they hear something uh, egregious or something, and they see a teenager that's uh, 18 years old standing on the corner smoking a cigarette. They're like, dude. We got better things to fucking do than to fucking watch your ass smoke a cigarette on the fucking street. Get your ass home. So you before, okay with it? You before mean? you get your ass fucking shot by an actual fucking gang member that's oh, so in the you, town. Actually, you were quite okay with it. I wasn't at the time, but now I am. So the wow. context you just described there is actually for your own protection, your own good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I missed that's that what the, first. That's what the police, you know, at first I was like, dude. I can, I can be out at uh, 12 o'clock at night smoking a cigarette. What's wrong with that? But at the same time, these, are, these the police officers are like, dude. The bit is missed just- out, though. He's only eight at the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was only eight years old smoking a cigarette on the corner. No, I was 18. And they were like, you know, we just don't want to be, we don't want you to be a murder statistic. Sure, I can understand. So that. you know what? Call your or fucking call your fucking parents and uh, get your ass home, you dumb fucks. Instead of being a murder statistic, I, I I got a very similar story to that, and I don't mean to trump your story or anything, but I I remember being in a party in Salford. Salford is is sort of you know um, a city Salford, adjacent Manchester. adjacent Manchester to Manchester. Salford. Yeah, a great yeah. place. And um, we were we were high as kites on booze. Um, we were just larking around. It was a great party. Um, but it got to about 2 or 3 a.m. and everyone's getting tired. We'll get a taxi home. So we were just on the street corner just waiting for taxis. And before you knew it, we, had, we were surrounded by six police cars, sirens, the lot. Um, they spoke to us perhaps a li- little bit more politely than you just put across in, in your American experience. But it was basically, what the hell are you doing here, guys? Do you know where you are? And it was for our own protection because we were right on the guys. outskirts of the Odsall Estates, oh, uh, which, is, which um, some would say is a no-go area for the police in Manchester. Um, gun crime, drugs, yada, 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 yada. And the police were doing that for our own protection. And they stayed there, radio taxis got us out there in the taxis, and we were just oh drunk. God. We didn't know what we were doing or where we were. We were just having a laugh. Do you know what I mean? But the police 
the look well, on the police face, we were obviously in somewhere where we should yeah. not have been. You, you so hear, I can kind of understand the, the police yeah. doing their protection of the public role. You, you hear about these uh, people, Gav, don't you? And you'll know this joke as well, that, that I think a couple of English guys have done this a few times. They've gone into the hood in America to score drugs or whatever, and then just fucking getting shot. Okay, so there's, rec- there's several re- stories. Recently uh, in the United States, uh, you know, I think it's it's important to talk about these uh, things that are happening in the mm-hmm. world that are infecting that they not infecting, but affecting. they are affecting the world entirely. And infecting. Uh, there was mm. a, a guy who was drunk. He was obviously drunk. He passed out in a Wendy's uh, drive-through. Rashad. A Wendy, yeah, What's Rashad, it? Rashad mm. Brooks, or. And uh, he was passed out drunk, and the police officer came up and said, "Hey, can you pull your vehicle off to the side because you know we we we've, we you know we got a call that you're uh, sleeping here in the drive-through." And he went and he did the breathalyzer and everything. And uh, okay, there's two things that happen here. Um, yes, imagine yourself intoxicated. Uh, let's say as we are right now. <laughs> We've all had okay, so let's say we've all had a beer too. Okay, so we have we all had a beer too. Some of us two seven or eight. Officer. Okay, so imagine someone, okay, in your right mind just obvious all of a sudden just try you know, says, Yes, you are drunk, places you in cuffs. There are two things you do. Yes, okay. He was cop cooperating at first, wasn't he? Put yourself in cuffs, which he did. He put his hands behind his back, and uh, he fought. He did fight. He did fight, uh, and the officers wrestled with him on the ground for that, a few no, seconds. That was after a while, though. He was being really polite at first. Yeah. Yeah, he was being really nice, Yeah, actually. he was. But and it was mean, only when they said, you were right, we're he taking ran you down away. the station. He ran away from the police officers. The thing was, the, the whole thing is, he ran away from the police officers, and he while he was running with the taser in him, they shot him, you know... In the back. In the back uh-huh. with their weapon. Now, is a taser a deadly weapon? It's definitely not, is it? It's not a deadly weapon. Depends where on the body you use it, I suppose. What if it lands in your eyeball? <laughs> is that all right? Your Jap's eyeball. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Imagine that fried cock. Shit. <laughs> James, you what got a hell of I walked into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, but, but anyway. that's the thing, because if, if he ran off with, with the taser and it's seen to be a deadly weapon, then you can understand shooting him, but you, 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 it's not a deadly weapon. Have you ever and used why would you shoot taser? him in the back anyway? No. But I imagine it's horrible. I remember someone gave me, once, uh, gave me one once. Really? And, uh, yeah, it's like, I had a bit but of domestic violence at the time, and I said, okay, if it happens again, use this. Really? And I kind of I I practiced with it in a few places. You were having a domestic violence situation? Yeah, yeah. With a, a girl? Yeah, a crazy ex-wife. What did you oh, practice yeah. on? Like Particularly, we're, we're going to move this. into this with Gavin that, here. That's what this is. Uh, the, uh, that's from yeah. a Thai woman, yeah. We've, we've all got badges of honour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paul as well, I've right? got one right below this eye here, like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 <laughs> and that was a fist as well. She fucking punched me, man. It was like... No way. started bleeding straight away. Yeah, this was a fist, yeah. I've, I've got the stiletto stamp on my foot. Um, oh well, this is a good thing this, to this get into. This is like for, the um, scene, the scene from at, Jaws. As you can, as you can all see, as you, as you can all see on this podcast, um, um, I've got, I've got the stiletto, the stiletto scar on my. Um, okay, we're taking a photo of this, which we're on you see the, uh, the Facebook. Oh, there, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll point to like a oh, wow. six or seven years ago. That was, and that was. Talk us through it. That was. 
I was basically just sitting at a street bar, um, enjoying life and um, saying hello to a lot of people. Um, there, yeah. was a, there was a, a lady of the night who took the fan- a fancy to me. I bought her a couple of drinks. We're getting on fine, but my friends arrived. Some of them were female, and oh, I started yeah. saying hello to them. And my mistake was hugging. Mm. A friend. <laughs> you just met her that night. You horrific man for hugging someone. Oh, I know. Oh my God. And and so I got a stiletto in my in my um a little bit of jealousy in my shoe. There. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just there, a wee, but there will um, be po- uh, pictures posted. With well, the podcast. I want to hear about. I want to hear about. You can't smell them on the on the. On James, the, did you practice podcast? with a taser and a stake or something? Like, what did you use? Oh no, there was some uh, there's some rep- reptiles in the uh, the shop house I was living in. So there was some. Uh, Geckos. Frightened uh, geckos. Yeah, to be honest, I did actually <laughs> test out the taser on some geckos. Six months old. And the funny son. thing was, the geckos had um, attached themselves to one of those glue trays. You know the glue trays oh, that shit, you use yeah. to catch For rodents? Flies and stuff. So yeah. the, the, I didn't catch any rats, but I, ca- I caught a gecko or two. <laughs> or these long salamander type lizards. This sounds tight as fuck. And. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I was I was in a, I was in a bad way, Mickey. I was not I was not I'm mentally no, that no, that, that well at the time. Um, but I had a taser. I'm not judging. And uh, yeah, I, I saw him. He was stuck. Right. Obviously on the was glue it one trap. that he fired or was it like a stick thing? It was a, just a small cylinder, palm sized. Yeah. With two um, like elements at the end. So it didn't fire out a fucking. And there was like a blue spark. Oh, sorry. Um, so yeah, before oh, stun gun. I, I, I knew I had to kill these reptiles, right? Yeah, and I knew the only way to do it was to chuck them in a bu- bucket of water mm-hmm. um, to put out their pain. I thought before I do that, I might as well check out this uh, <laughs> stun gun. <laughs> but anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not promoting the use of weapons. Um, Did it just like but turn black you can and buy, you you can buy one along the street and suck them along with I've a dildo them. and uh, yeah and a picture of Jesus <laughs> and uh, a knuckle dusting yeah, yeah. or, or you could get a dildo teaser <laughs> there's combo. also a <laughs> disclaimer here saying that uh, 50,000 volts of uh, taser does not mean you can go and taser people whenever you feel like it because honestly those things are supposed to be your last line of defense don't feel like you can go buy a taser and just tase a motherfucker because he offered you a drink. It doesn't work on anybody, man. Like, it does, well, not, <laughs> not on everyone. Have you, have, you ever seen, uh, have you ever seen Bloodsport? <laughs> ever seen Bloodsport? Yeah, the guys down. come at him with a taser and he just fucks him up in an alleyway. It doesn't matter. Just, fucking tasers mean shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been my preferred weapon. But um, have you seen the Chang bottle used? I remember being in one of those pop-up in bars. In someone's anus. One of those pop-up bars <laughs> along the street <laughs> in Bangkok and there's this yeah. German dude. Like, we were talking it's about... It's always a German. We were talking about rowdy customers <laughs> before and he was talking really badly about really Thai women. Oh. And he was sitting up at this bar, like one of these bars that open up in the road and uh, some Thai woman had enough and she took a bottle and just cracked it over the back of his head so Fucking blood is God. streaming out of the back of his head and he just sits there and continues drinking <laughs> like nothing happened he's oh, like, oh, I don't care sure embarrassment. I, my beer. Yeah. I, I, I miss those bars man I, I really miss those bars that, yeah. that was um, you know I'd, I'd go down and, and have a couple of drinks yeah. probably and stumble in and, and leave it whatever yeah. whatever time in the morning and uh, I'd be like right I'm going to go get a taxi home and I'd walk along and all of a sudden oh there's a little bar there yeah, I'm just going to sit here and have a couple and then you know it's like fucking four o'clock in the morning I miss that and like, I think like especially like, along Sukhumvit like work. a lot of that kind of I don't know like um, it disappeared 
that that was just kind of for me that that was just kind of the part madness of the, of the charm the yeah. charm Bangkok that, the madness you know, of and it. That's, that's, that's gone that is my first introduction to yeah. Bangkok mm. um, eight years ago the theatre that's a um, great word be, before before I was um, before I had stumble in and that was simply you didn't go out until midnight you know and where did you go you went straight to the street bars you know on on soy five soy seven and all that and you used to drink there till well until people were going to work in the morning and you jump the BTS and get out you're still sitting playing Django with someone at like five o'clock but they were were brilliant that was a cultural melting pot on Bangkok yes you saw the weird and the wonderful and everything in between on those street bars but it was an eye opener and it was a damn sight cheaper than going in the bars at the time and so it used to attract a lot more people a a different kind of people than would go into the bars it used to get a lot of usually usually aggressive Germans with chang bottles stuck out the back (laughs) there was actually there was actually a Bangkok Post editorial that I read that said, uh, you should not be ashamed to get off at Nana Plaza or Nana, Nana BTS, uh, you know? Why because should you? When, when you? when I get off at Nana BTS all the time, when I get off at Nana BTS, I feel like all the Thai people Pisa are looking at, look at, I feel like look I'm at you like... You are a big fucking piece of shit. You no. are. You are. A, no, I get that. No, I, get I that. do. I, think I do. Yeah. When you get off I'm on a BTS and you are Falang, you feel like even though I take I the, the the you know the opposite exit, you know, to go to uh, Sportsman, you know. Actually, what do you love at like cute, the big Q place there? I'll be, like, like, I'll be on the way to, an advertisement to on note for band practice or something and you'll see these guys, you know, and their, their hairline's receding so far back. Hey, it's just no. back hair, you know, and they're just standing there and looking a bit greasy and that. And they go off at Nana and you're like, yeah, I know where you're going, you know. Every but yeah, it takes you longer go. to wash their faces. But it's coming from, <laughs> it's coming from me. I was, hey, now, come on. I, was, you know, I was at but, Nana two or three three times a week like so, you know a couple so, years back so it was only for the football would you get off at Nana Plaza to go to your Nana bar stumble, sure. your, your bar Stumble In is in Nana right correct okay. it's on Soy 4 right in the heart of Nana so, so why don't you give us a little background about your bar here oh. Stumble In where did you get the name I mean where did it come from what's the idea well Stumble In it's a, it's a bit of a joke a play on words isn't it um, there's a few you'll find a few bars in, in the UK called Stumble In you know uh, I think it, I think the names in the word, isn't there? And if yeah. if you can, you can stumble in. You can stumble around for a bit, and we've got a back door that leads straight into Nana Plaza that you can stumble out of. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And everybody who comes to my bar is a fellow stumbler, so it kind of carries on. But it it it, it it's a British name from a, for a British owned bar right in the heart of Bangkok, and we're there to mm. attract Western tourists to our place, and they kind of see name recognition, see something they like, and they'll be in there. I used to go all the time, you know. Do you know, do you know a guy called Lee Guan Soon? League One. Uh, he's a Malay, he's a I know. F- I'm, I'm good with faces. I'm, oh, I meet 101 okay. different people every day, I and I can't remember everybody's name. But I used to go um, all, all the time. All I, the time. I, I recognise you from there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, and yeah, then yeah. your boss, uh, he, uh, he he banned me from play school. So then I refused to go to that. Really? Anymore. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that yeah. sounds like a story that I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> got, okay, it's all making sense now. You got banned from. Why play were you school. banned from play yeah. school? Was this apparently I was causing trouble? Was it, yeah, some woman. <laughs> trying to be a teacher yeah. no well I don't know like maybe <laughs> <laughs> no I, I think it was when I first came to Thailand first like mm. seven years ago and I basically I told her the story I basically came here because I really liked a woman and like as soon as I got here she wasn't interested at all it was like so I used to go down there all the time and like, she, she would oh, and I used to get jealous and then you know fight fight with a few people and 
I just, I was probably deserved actually. Well, but they, at they the time, say everyone has a dark side, and we're seeing we're seeing Mountain Man's shadow right here. We're not talking about Black Lives <laughs> Matter anymore. Like shadow <laughs> is revealing itself. Yeah, you, so. you see that happen in your bar there, stumbling. I you, see you that. Come, you know what? What kind of things do you see coming in? What kind of things stumble into? <laughs> well, <laughs> you you me for one. Like, you know, it's my story. Like ubiquitous around that, that uh, place. Yeah, I, I, well. I, I, I could name you, you know, a, a half a dozen stories that sound similar to what you've described. There are cases where you get guys in there who have fallen in love with bar girls and assume they own them, and she yeah. is, you know, her, his girlfriend, and vice versa, and everything. And they get a bit upset when she happens to be sat with another customer at the time, yeah. and it can kick off. Yeah. Um, it's my but, job, dude. You know? It's how I met you. I mean, come on. Um, so it, it, it can happen. Je- jealousy, jealousy does exist, mm. absolutely. And um, and I've I've got to be honest as well. Some of the girls play very, very well. Are you seeing yeah. some of these girls lie, Gavin? Is that what you're? Uh, um, like they've got a playbook of some description I, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it lying bearing in mind we're in, we're, in, we're in the heart of Thailand here in Bangkok I'd say it's more it's, it's more about it's more about saving face I think oh, they're just oh, very okay, to put it. they're very effective very effective salespeople. It's yes. all about marketing and sales. Marketability. You know. it's, it's a business yeah, yeah. at the end of the day. They've got a product and people want it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, they've got their own. They've got their own business. Really, they work for themselves in a sense. There's, there's a lot of truth in that, Paul. In terms of, although every girl who works for me in Stumbling is salaried, uh, and on the and, and you can't work in my bar unless you're a member mm-hmm. of the staff. Um, yeah, ultimately, they, they are. They've got their own. Okay, got their so own my, free my, own my question, anything my that happens, anything, anything that happens off the premises, of course, is entirely between the yeah. girl and whoever she's gone yeah. off the premises yeah. with. Yeah. We, we have absolutely nothing so to do with that. So my question to you is, uh, how do you qualify as a stumble-in girl? How do you qualify? You, you come and ask me for a job. <laughs> do you reckon he'd qualify? <laughs> Yeah, I've got tits, yeah, man. Like, job. do you reckon I catch up? Like, and can I get a job? Like, I, I do a little bit of side work. Yeah, he looks great. He looks great in a school uniform. I'll, I'll, I'll be brutally honest with you, um, because there's no point bullshitting here. Um, in in terms of. Uh, managing the female side of the business is probably the hardest part of it yeah. um, because how many girls nature, are in your bar um, I've probably got about 35 40 on the <laughs> box you know yeah. <laughs> but we, we have two shifts we're, we're open from we're open from 9 in the morning till two, 2 o'clock the we following morning go, we so we've got a 17 hour shift oh my god so, so we've got to manage all those gaggling, so I, I, gaggling girls yeah but I, I, don't, I don't tend to work the day shift because I'm yeah. working till 3am so it's a bit difficult to get down there for 9 in the morning right. funnily enough I mean, the, <laughs> yeah. the only the bar doesn't so you're, understand you're, this. You're, but telling me, you're telling me the craziest time is at nine in the morning. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, but um, but back to what I'm saying. <laughs> but back to what I'm saying. It, actually, getting girls to work is the hardest part of the job because in order to work and command a salary in in a bar such as mine. Um, you need to clock in and clock out. You need to do a certain mm-hmm. amount of hours. You need to get a certain amount of drinks bought for you to qualify for your salary. And then there's a, a sort of commission bonus on top of that that builds up yeah. and up and up and up if you get over the target. Um, I'll, I'll be honest with you, the nature of the profession of these girls um, means that they're not really um, motivated to go and clock in and work and work 10-hour mm-hmm. days, 30 days a week, uh, 30 Absolutely, days a month even. Yeah. Can, I, can um, I ask you a quick question? Um, there is a term in Thailand called uh, Mama-san, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. 
Yeah, a mama san is a uh, a woman who uh, is a mother to these girls, as we'll say. A mother, Correct. That is a good a good mm-hmm. way to put it. A mother to What's these girls like? who who makes sure she takes care of the girls and makes sure that you know they're in at least good hands before they leave the bar. How do you choose a mama son? Um, usually, I need somebody whose assertiveness is just spilling out all over the place. They need to be in charge. Fuck um, right, yeah. And it's, and that is not easy. In Thai, if you, if you consider Thai culture in in very demure, very you know loss of face and no confrontation yeah. and everything, you know everything is sort of you know kept low. To get a Thai woman who can f and Jeff and bellow across the bar and get girls just to stand to attention at a moment's notice is 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 a skill in itself. Um, so again, they are quite difficult to recruit. Well it's Mama Sans, but, but it's could, a bit weird. A lot of them look the same. Have you noticed that? Like a yes. lot of them. You go to everybody. They, 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 they yes. could be the yeah. no, but it's the same a person. A production belt for Mama Sans. There's a farm in Nakhon, New York. Yeah, they produce Mama Sans. Gav, can I? Can you um? You know, for people who aren't. Sorry, fucking hell. And he's gone. You know, for you know, for people who don't live live in yeah, live in Bangkok. So because it's it's just normal for us, isn't it? Can you explain like um, bar finds? Yeah, that, sure. That would um, be totally weird for someone in the UK. Yeah, right. right but, well, it, it, it is, it is, um, it is totally weird for a lot of people. And I've, uh, I've got a few stories about customers who don't quite grasp it either. Um, but basically, um, as I was saying earlier, girls are salaried to work for me. So they clock in, clock out, have to do a certain amount of hours, have to, have to do a certain amount of drinks, etc., etc., etc. If a customer comes into my bar and says, oh, I quite like old uh, Nong in the corner, um, I'm going to take her out for a meal. Um, what's the process? Oh, off she prawn, goes. Prawn I say, no, whoa, 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 whoa. She's working, buffet. mate. She's working. You can't just take her out of my bar. She's working. She's here to earn money for the bar, for me, yeah. for everybody. Da, 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 yeah. da. Oh, so what we do is we introduce what is called a bar fine. Now, the bar fine itself is basically compensation that you pay to the bar for the money for the money that that girl could potentially earn, earn I mean, in that be night in customers for the and bar. Stuff, yeah. Excuse me? She could be bringing in customers. She could be entertaining people, making them spend money. So Absolutely. you've got to recoup that for her not being there. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, girls can earn a lot of money for the bar uh, in terms of drinks and what have you. Um, so, yeah, we ask for a certain amount um, to take a girl off the premise. Uh, and that varies. The, the bar fine, the actual cost of the bar fine varies between premises and everything. So, What, what sort of min Yeah, yeah, here? that's my you're next talk, step. Is how do you determine a, a cost of a bar fine? I mean, because Mama-san, uh, she seems like a, it's like a dartboard. You know what I mean? Like, she has a dartboard well, She's of, seen too uh, many pricks. You know, she, 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 she's... <laughs> She has some of these girls, oh, she's, you know, oh, yeah, she's a, a single 20, you know what I mean? Like, that's a fee or, oh, man, yeah, that's, that's, my, uh, that's my triple 20 right there. That's, that's, that's going to cost you a little bit extra. <laughs> bar, bar fines remain uh, constant in, in, in my bar. Every bar has a different rate. They usually start about 500 baht. My bar's 600 baht. Some of the go-go bars, 1,000, 1,005. Um, to take the girl off the premise but it, it's a consistent amount in the bar so uh, you know you see one girl in the corner of the bar it's going to be 600 about to take her out just as it is if you, if you see another they're all the bar fine is the same where it differs and is where I think you're coming from is terms of if you think you've got a supermodel on your hands and everything 
it's still going to be 600 baht to take her off the bar, uh, out of the bar, but anything that happens between the customer and the girl off the premises is entirely between the customer right, and the girl. Right, right. So the girl might turn around and say, well, if you want to take me out for a nice Thai meal tonight, I need at least 2,000 baht an hour for that, Yeah, you know, uh, for example. But depending do on you how... Nego- do, you, do you set a deal with your mama-san, though, or do you trust your mama-san to run your business the way you you think is efficient um I, it, it involves a lot of close working with her in terms of you know what's going in and out of the of the of the till and what have you so you know we're, we're kind of on the same page with that um uh, well, i'm so, just curious because we, we've all we've all been to these you know a few joints around town and uh you know, you know the mama sons. You know, sometimes they just, you know, they throw out a number. You know, and I, I, am like, where does that number come from? You know, um, I, I, I don't know where specifically you're talking about, but bearing in mind, I, I have a, a beer bar rather as opposed to a go-go bar, yeah. which is more of a theatre stage. I mean, go-go bars are a little bit different because you have the you have the regular girls, and then also they have like a kind of the top tier system where you've got the coyotes in some bars where yeah. they, are, they are the the superstars and in order to get the superstar you've got to pay a kind of premium right yeah. I mean some of them are a bit more expensive but I, I, Gav I wanted to kind of touch on something you said before about commission and stuff um, do you guys uh, uh, do you guys tell the girls that they've got a set kind of quota of like X amount of uh, lady drinks per night X amount of bar fines per month um, yes, in terms of commission drinks, um, I expect my girls to reach a certain level of drinks before they can command the salary, and then anything over and above the limit uh, is extra commission for them for a monthly salary. Bar fines, no, no, I, w- I would never force a girl to go with a customer she because didn't want to go I've, with. I've heard that, and I'm, in so- sorry, the, cowboy, for example, I've heard that you know, there's like some girls are, you know, they're they're forced into like. Say okay, you've got to have say a twenty bar. For, I mean, okay, Jesus, okay. That's, that's so, so you miss yourself on the prostitution uh, bit there, right? Excuse me. Because there's a point of being a pimp, as they say, in uh, being a you know, uh, uh, as they say in the uh, transaction of well, being. I mean, man- in prostitution. A bar. You know Man- what I mean? I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm just saying that in the act of a prostitution is uh, a pimp sells a girl for a certain thing. And then they get the commission and they get the girl. But no, you yeah. are what 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 I'm saying is from your point of view is um, what you're saying is you're completely out of that transaction. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if anybody gets involved, it's the mama san, and that's usually doing the tie the tie. But you, okay, thing. okay. But you um, said that you, the mama san gets involved. Okay, I want to make sure our viewers, you know, make sure that you know. I'm just making sure. Does the mama son is is she actually the pimp of the bar, as you would say? She, yeah, I, I, I think that's the wrong term for it. I mean, she's, it is, she's it is no, I but mean, she's she's essentially the middleman between uh, arranging for a girl to, I'm to not spend her time. I'm not saying she owns the girls. I'm not saying she owns the girls, but I mean. Yeah. Hey, what well, what happens outside the bar is up to the girl, and 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 she the mama son's essentially managing. She's the middle middle man. You know, she translates the she translates in Thai. She arranges to for for the girl to spend time with someone. Whatever happens outside of the bar is totally up to the girl. And you can't say pimp because it doesn't mean that the girl's going to have intercourse with a man. She can go and have a meal with the guy and have a great time and come back to the bar. That is home. true. That is true. So I'm it's not, I'm not, I'm say not saying pimp. that's not true. I I, I, I I agree with Paul there, and to a certain extent, is it, I'm not running a brothel. I'm not. 
these are not crack whores that I'm, I'm exploiting or anything. It's a different culture. It's the bar culture of Thailand. And that's where some customers and visitors to, to, to Thailand get confused. They just think these are pieces of meat that they can treat any way they want to do. It's not so, like so, that. So, it, 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 it's, it's introducing people. It's relationships. It, it, it's more above words. It's not as sleazy as some so, people might so portray it to tell be. me what's the bar culture of Thailand? Because that's one of the terms that well, you the, use. The bar, the bar culture of Thailand is probably a hangover from the Vietnam War. In terms, <laughs> in, in terms of where you where you've got right, where yeah. you've got the, the the American troops and what have you seeking a bit of R and R in 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 Bangkok and the Philippines and yada yada yada. This is where it all sprang up from. Now this is a hangover that's lasted since the sixties and seventies. Um, it's it's a hostess bar um, in Thailand. You go into bars and you have girls sat around, and if you want their company then they're there for you. If you don't, you don't have to indulge yourself. But that whole culture of having girls in bars to entertain customers is, is as I say, it dates back to the 60s and 70s. So and, and, and a long time before that, if you read the books of like Graham Greene, the quiet American, the taxi girls in Vietnam, uh, before that, Somerset Maung, you read these stories that, you know, the, the industry existed for Asian uh, customers and Asian and obviously. still does and it's slightly uh, it's slightly changed it still does on a massive scale yeah. Yeah. Gavin I mean it's yeah. huge yeah. but um, I think in the 60s we saw the Pat Pong explosion which was interesting yeah. and then in the 70s 80s Nana Plaza started out as a kind of uh, shopping mall with uh, suits, uh, tailor shops, you know, and it gradually a bar started, another bar started, and then Soy Cowboy, obviously ran by the guy with the cowboy hat from the Vietnam War. Um, but this, you know, it's, it's a mistake to think that, you know, Westerners invented prostitution. No, well, it's, it's not true. No, it's not true. I, I don't think it's not true. And I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want you to feel like that's what I'm saying. No, no, no. But, but I, I was kind of agreeing with you that the, 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 what I'm working in, in sort of that tourist side of things, is, is a hangover from the Vietnam War. Um, what you're talking about is very, very true in that percentage-wise... I say I, I cater for 10, 20% of, of people who want to visit go-go bars. The rest is local. The rest is, is Asian guys, <laughs> Thai, Thai guys. I, I the amount of massage parlors and soapies is the known I here in Bangkok. Soapies, soapies, massages. In Bangkok, dude, it was, it was a load of lonely Western dudes come into Bangkok to find someone. You know, obviously we spoke earlier about how these women, were, these guys were often... You know, they had problems with women, you know, yeah. from the West. Yeah. They had a bad divorce. It, they had bad relationships. They couldn't see their kids. They had this really... But that's, in my mind, that's changed a lot. If you go to a, a go-go bar now in Nana Plaza, it's mostly Chinese, okay, Japanese. Okay, okay. Can I, can yeah, I yeah. chime in? Can I chime in a little bit here? Because I've been, I've been very patient here. You haven't said much, Judge, yeah. to be honest. I'm, 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 I'm ready to chime in here. Look, I live here. I love going to some of these go-go bars. You know why? Because you get some drink discounts. You know what I mean? You can sit there. I mean, let's be honest. You can sit there and watch naked girls. I mean, who doesn't want to sit there and get drink specials while you're watching naked girls? No, absolutely. You don't even have to take these girls home. You don't even have to talk to the mama's son about taking them home. Absolutely. You don't have to do that. Absolutely. I mean, Yes, that is a uh, part of the business that, you know, it happens. There are some go-go bars. They, you know, some of the girls have numbers. I'm not saying that that is, um, in the Western culture, they would say, 
having women have numbers is not acceptable because women aren't numbers. But in this part of the world, these women strive to attain their number. That number means that they can supply food for their family in their hometown village. That number means a lot more. They are not just a number. These girls are getting a lot of money. Um, I'm not going to say what happens during these transactions. Like you say, you can go out for dinner, get, you know, and uh, the payment is uh, done. Um, But these girls are uh, very, very brave. They are very brave. They're incredibly brave. They're They're incredibly incredibly brave brave. what they do. Now you've hit... touched on the subject and I agree with you in terms of and this is more to do with the go-go bars um, once you're on a stage there in your bikini or less even and, and you're dancing and you're entertaining customers and you're completely vulnerable you're completely vulnerable but also if you if you speak to some of the girls that actually do this job they think they've made it it's like Hollywood for them you know they've made it they're in Nana Plaza they're on a stage you know in their bikini they're like Miss World and some of them actually think they've made it once they've got to the go-go bar stage. Some but of the guys too. I, I think this is a whole dream construct where a lot of the guys from the West, they go, go to Nana, go to the, the, the sex tourist zones in Thailand, and it's like this other world. It's like this imaginary world where they're, you know, king. Oh, and I think she, or the women that work there, are in a similar bubble, uh, particularly earlier on. As you say, they look in the mirror, they're beautiful, they have a beautiful body, they have power, they can get money, they can look after their family, you know. It's a really empowering situation for them to be in at first. Absolutely. And mm. then there's the, now, the, sh- the shelf life the for an game. average yeah. the, the shelf life for an average bar worker or go go girl is about six months. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Um, they they start sure. I mean the, the age you can legally you can dance at eighteen, but the age to drink alcohol is like America, it's twenty one. So even though the girl can dance in a bar, she can't have a drink in the bar and she can't leave with you and go to another bar because she's too young. Um, but eighteen is the is the cutoff, twenty one twenty one for um, there are some Al- alcohol. some exceptions, and I mean, there's a girl. Uh, I'm not going to name her directly, but in Thai, it's Nam King, and she she worked in Spankies until she was in her forties. I don't know if you know. She, you probably know who she is. Yeah, I, I was I was just about yeah. to say this six month shelf life I yeah. was talking about. So you're getting you blonde, hair, you, blonde hair with red highlights. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, um, she um, she looked eighteen. Can, can I can I just can I just, can I just, can I just finish this? Yeah, yeah, can yeah. I just finish this about the status in Goga because it's it's very important for people who are listening to this because um, it, it's maybe not what they think. Um, you girls, you, you can come down. You can start work 18, 19, 20, 21 or whatever. They'll come down now. The vast majority of girls who start working in go-go bars are genuinely looking for a boyfriend. Um, really? Now I know a lot of people will say like, no, it's true, and the reason for that is Thailand is the third world country and we forget that living in Bangkok and we think oh yeah no, we're no, this no, modern Thailand, modern Thailand's modern. modern dude he's got the skyscrapers outside well exactly you know but it's then, a then developing you, you, you go country, yeah. yeah but you go you go yeah anyway anyway you go out into the eastern areas and you, you see a completely different thing um, but a lot of the girls are abs- in absolute poverty and they get sent by the families to the big smoke to earn a bit of cash they get the stairs they think they made Hollywood and then they're desperately looking for a boyfriend they've got about six months to do that and the vast majority of them do it. Um, there's guys like us, uh, I mean, Western guys, not 
our age or whatever who will go <laughs> and, in, and and look for a girlfriend in a go-go bar because it's easier than the than the online Tinder dating sites it's yeah, easier yeah. Than, than than going into a cafe in Bangkok and trying to speak with your broken tie to a Thai girl who, who just looks at you thinking like yeah I know <laughs> I what you're after um, yada good. yada yada so um, the point I'm making is yeah a lot of girls six months is, is, is about average for a girl she'll get bought out by a tourist a western tourist or or a wealthy Asian customer and um, she'll hope what, that this guy is going to take care of her for the for the foreseeable future right. but what happens with those What's relationships the what happens with those relationships that's the interesting thing yeah. um, well I, I don't know I'm not a, count, a marriage guidance counselor well, in that way but what I would but, say is if the girl tends to last longer than six months and, and then you see her there for three four years you're just thinking there's a good chance she, she quite likes a drink there's a good there's a good, there's a good chance she probably takes something to keep her keep her dancing for 10 oh, hours yeah. a night on the stage and stuff like that and it's very true that you know once you've been in this trade your emotions are you, you've got a you've got a heart of stone your and, soul and becomes burnt absolutely okay. and, and that's yeah. when you get the, the sharks in the industry my, the girls question, will, my question next is uh, um, so you've seen a lot of different people from different places in your bar right absolutely very quick how much how much does it cost to buy a girl out from the bar completely? Um, every bar differs, but in my bar, um, in Stumble Inn, um, it's about 15,000 baht. All right, so yeah. Oh, so if you pay, shit. So if you paid for... If you want... <laughs> Some guys come to Thailand and, and, and like taking a girl out, do you know what I mean, from the bar, and, and guys being guys, they don't want a girl 24-7. They'll, they'll want her when they want her. So it's, it's convenient for them to go into a bar and say, there's your 600 baht, I'm, t- I'm taking old Doris home tonight, you know? Um, but this is Tuesday, I'm not going to be back Wednesday, okay, Friday. Okay, okay, Maybe okay. I'll okay. Okay. Going to do the same. Okay, however, okay. however, so ahead, Paul, you're also going to get these guys who genuinely fall in love with these girls. Yeah. yeah? And they yeah. don't want to pay the 600 baht every night for that the, for the like two or three a, weeks. That sounds like a good, so a, good Phuket, a, a good Phuket package deal. There's, you know, there's your 15,000 baht. You know. That girl is your go girlfriend. Ahead, she doesn't work for me anymore. I think like when a girl tells a guy, and I don't actually think that, this is probably a very small percentage of relationships where guys meet girls in the bars that actually end up working out or, or at least working out with real love about 10% I mean you, you know it's, yeah you, you can't you can't buy love right so that's a totally different can't thing can't buy it's, it's, me it's, love right. yeah, no. yeah yeah okay but it's a totally different thing altogether right and um, uh, I think that the whole kind of buying a girl out of a bar thing um, is, is just utter nonsense though because I mean the girl isn't really contracted, okay, right? I okay. mean, she, she can just leave. Okay, for a night. But, uh, but, I mean, like, Ethically, you know, is it the same? I mean, people are like, you, you get people that have been at a party and they've been like, okay, I met, I met this girl, fell in love, and, um, and and I bought her out of the bar. She no longer works in the bar. She can't, she, she lives with me now in uh, fucking Nakon Nowhere, and um, I, I, bought, I built a house and stuff for him. And, and they're like, well, it only cost me 20k to buy her out of the bar. But, but she, this, this girl isn't contracted. Like she could, she could just leave any time she wants and stuff. Like, I mean, is there any sort of? There's no fallback on her if she she wants to just Paul, leave the bar. Is is that, is that Paul, true? Or Paul, she can. She's free to come and go as she pleases. Yeah. The only <laughs> I'll be but true. He's also free to the, pay if he wants. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. The only the girl can walk out with this guy and jack her job in tomorrow yeah. not a problem not a problem Get it. the reason why we ask for 15,000 baht is to keep the job open for her 
at the end of the day. And that is all it's about. Because if she goes out of a bar and just quits without a buy or leave, then she comes back to work whenever the relationship's broken down okay, or, or the okay. John is back on the plane going home. Let's, let's, run a story, let's run a story back here for a second. I'm going to tell a story here. Um, so I was still fresh to Bangkok uh, my first year Yesterday. visiting. And uh, I was visiting one of those soapy bars in Nana, one of those soap, one of those soapy, one of those soapy uh, jacuzzi bars. And... Uh, there was this girl that came out of the uh, soapy jacuzzi uh, bars, and uh, she came and started dancing with me. And I said, "God, this girl is beautiful." This is from you know, this is my experience. I said, "This girl is beautiful," and uh, she said, "Hey, uh, you know, you want to take me home?" And I said, "It sounds like lyrics for my I said, "I said, look, look, I'm just telling you a true story here. Yeah, this is uh, from when I was visiting." And I said, yeah, I would love to take you home. You're fucking gorgeous. You're fucking beautiful. You are absolutely beautiful. She says, okay, you just have to talk to the mama-san. And uh, let me, you know, and then uh, we can get out of here. And I talked to mama-san. I was like, hey, mama-san, how much does it take to uh, have this girl uh, come home with me? She says it takes uh, 1,500 baht. I didn't even live in Thailand at the time. So I didn't even know what 1,500 baht was. So even as a tourist, being 1,500 baht, I'm looking at my wallet. I got 10,000 baht. I'm like, what? I'll take 10 of them. (laughs) (laughs) 1,500 baht. I'll take another. uh, I'll take her sister. (laughs) Buy one, get one free. No, 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 (laughs) no. No, no, no. So I, I I paid the bar fine and I took her home. And I took her back to my, my hotel that I had near Kaosan Road. And uh, while we were at Kaosan Road, we didn't immediately go up and had a bunch of nasty sex. We went. I'm sorry. Played Scrabble. We went. We, Finger painted. We went. We, we, we <laughs> hey, I'm just saying that this is what happens. I mean, I was, this is my first time to Bangkok. So uh, I bought her a couple alcoholic uh, beverages at this bar. And uh, and uh, I told the story. If, uh, I think I told the story a few times, but I'll keep telling it. So uh, she said that her 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 own uh, price was two thousand baht. That was after I paid one thousand five hundred just to take her outside of the but bar. She just came out with, with right? nowhere and says, "Hi." That's uh, what she said. That's what she price. said. That's what she said. And I said, "Okay." I said, "Okay." When you agree with it and you take her outside the bar. That is almost a. Uh, you might as well sign in blood. Might as well. I, I remember much. 100 bar to buy a bar fine on Koh Samui in 2000, 2001, and being in a beer bar. And uh, there were eight or nine girls working in the beer bar. So I said, hey, let's all go out there. And <laughs> so I paid every person's bar fine. And there was a band playing. Um, it was like Loso or someone, like one of these uh, Thai touring bands, and they all wanted to see him. Sick. Um, Loso, yeah. So I took all the girls, and we just sat down in the bar, and I bought them all drinks. This was back in the days, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't get to finish, 50, I didn't get to finish my story, what happened. It was actually, it's actually quite funny. I thought you got to the punch. No, line, no, okay. no. It's actually quite funnier than what happened. I, I thought... That, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> so uh, we drink a bunch of margaritas downstairs from my hotel. We're we're drinking and uh, finally we're like, okay, let's go back up to the hotel room, my hotel room in Kalsan Road, and uh, so we start having sex. And then after we have sex, right? She goes, okay, you're gonna pay me what you have. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I bust out my wallet. I'm about 500 baht short. <laughs> Five inches short as well, yeah. <laughs> she was like, wait, we agreed that you were supposed to pay this much money to fuck me, and you're telling me that you don't have the money right here? I'm like, uh, yeah, precisely. <laughs> And she was very upset, dude. She almost she I I thought that I was gonna get the shit kicked out of me right uh, there. You know, and then. in Scotland, a spoken agreement. Uh, no, no, no. no. Let me finish. Let me finish the story. No, let me finish the story. Let me finish the story. So she left in a fit of rage out of my room, like she was gonna fucking kick my ass. She was like, "You fucked me, and you didn't fucking pay me my money, you motherfucker." You fucking lied. I was like, look, oh, let's go to an ATM. I'll pull out. No, you motherfucker. You need to have the money right fucking now. And she left. She wow. she bounced. She went. I'm probably sure. I'm probably sure she went back to the fucking place that she was stripping at. And uh, so I was scared at this point. I was like, this girl's going to tell the Thai mafia where I'm staying at, where I'm staying at. I'm going to. I'm 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 fucked. I'm fucked. You know, this is tourist alley. So I literally, the next day, I went back from Kaosan, which is far. If you think of Kaosan to Nana, it's fucking far. I traveled from Kaosan to Nana, and I went back to the bar where I met her, and I went back inside when it was completely closed at around 11 or 12 o'clock in the morning, and they were like, what are you doing here? I'm like... I came to pay back the girl that I fucking took last night, and I paid back the money. I came back. I came good. back the next morning. Good, good. And you and leveled that, that, up. That, and that, that's a good thing to do, really, in the way it works here. What I'm very surprised at in that story was the fact that she stormed out of your room and didn't didn't cling onto you like a limpet and wouldn't move until you were in the ATM. Right, or because call, that's, that's call the police or something like the police would laugh at her, mate. And you know, I mean, maybe maybe she knows some gangster that could could do something but the police wouldn't bother with that at all um she knows she knows she's taking as much of a gamble going as you as you are with her in 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 that way and there are a lot of stories of girls not getting paid and and guys just do you know i mean doing the dirty and what have you and and then they the guys plaster it all over facebook because they think they've won thailand you know it's uh it's just it's the nature of the beast really and you know that's um can create an atmosphere amongst the hostesses who work in the bars in Thailand who are very mm. untrusting and, and then they look straight through you and just look at the money you're worth and what they could possibly get mm. out of you and it creates that well know? the sad part is wh- wh- when I when I turn in the money you know what I mean I was like this girl's not gonna get it oh you can give it to her no I gave it to the people who were there the next day well, did, well you I turned in the 500 baht or so that well, I was sure. You, you need to give it to the manager or the mama really. I did, I did, it, I did, I well, did. I said, I said, there was a girl that I took, I literally said in spoken English, I said, look, 
There's a girl that Spoken I took. Spoken English. I said. <laughs> As opposed to in Braille. <laughs> written. I Give said, it look, there's Braille. a girl that I took home last night. I didn't pay her as, as much as I wanted to. So here's 500 baht that I owed her that I didn't have. And uh, please don't shoot me as I'm walking out of this fucking bitch. Nah, you're all right. And I, th- I think you're Straight wrong. in the old skyrocket. I, I think you're wrong in saying she wouldn't have seen any of that. If you'd just given it to some random girl and said, can you give it to her? Then, yeah, you probably wouldn't have seen it again. But, but it's a very tight community amongst the girls that work. Uh, and they're all, you know, they refer to each other as sisters and stuff like that. And they do take care of each other and they do look after each other. And if somebody's, one of the girls is coming good and had a good customer and got a lot of money for a night, you know, she's not going to bank it, save it for a rainy day, da, 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 da. She'll come down to the bar and spend it all in that night buying all her sister's presents wow. and food and da, 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 da. She'll take care. No concept wow. of tomorrow. You know, and I I meet so many girls who've, awesome. who've 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 had tips of something like a hundred thousand baht tip. Really? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Holy it happens. Um, and but they will be down the bar, and they'll be making sure that every girl that she works with gets a share of there that. Is that wow. kind of Thai Thai thing? It's, no, the, I communi- mean, like, it's the community. It's the A lot of them are kind of this thing. Yeah. Like uh, you know, kind of live fast. Die young, kind of, you know, you you you, you get all Look this money, and you'll yeah, you, you you'll absolutely just spend it all today because you know what, you could be dead tomorrow, and what you can do with but with it, the money when you're dead. But there's all, there's also a spiritual element to it. Yeah, and I know yeah, we're true, talk, yeah. I know we're talking about hostesses and prostitution and all that kind of stuff, but there is actually a spiritual, a Buddhist element a into Buddhist this, into thing, yeah. in terms of karma, in terms of like, well, I'll take care of all these people mm. now because who knows tomorrow. It could be me that needs money, yeah. and therefore, if I'm giving it out now, it's going to come back. And you see it all mm. the time, and, and, and you know, take it out of the bar industry, to, take it to the temples, and what have you. The amount of ties that, that pass away and leave everything to the local monk, yeah. leave everything to the local temple. Look, I'm, I, I appreciate, it, I appreciate everything you're saying. Uh, good. Honestly, my heart is really <laughs> touched. But how much but. of that? How much of that? Uh, when it cuts into profit. Like what? What happens with that? With your business, you have to run a business first. Well, the girl's tipped. It's right? just going to go to the girl, right? I mean, you have to run a business. Yeah, but I'm 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 selling beer. I'm not selling pussy. Mm. You know, I, I'm I'm selling beer, live part, music, entertainment. Part of, part of part of it is entertainment, yeah. right? I'm, As I'm, you I'm, said, I'm selling so all. So, what's this. the entertainment part that you would you would say is a part of your business? Well, ju- just providing what you see and what you experience, the atmosphere of walking into my bar, walking into Stumble Inn. Good whether life it's bands. The, whether it's the live music on the stage, whether it's all the sports on the, on the many tellies we've got around the, around the bar, you know, whether it's the, the quality choice of beers and, and spirits. I mean, I can speak wines. from experience. I mean, I used to go to Gav's bar two or three times a week, like, what, five five years ago or whatever now with, with my mate. And um, yeah, a lot of the time, we'd, we'd, we'd just go to see the football, like, and I mean, we could go watch the football at Kalsan, which is just across the road, but, like, we just enjoyed going there. Why? And just, well, because, we I'm a serial people watcher, and, like, the amount of shit you see on Nana is fucking insane. And it's interesting, you know, you see all these guys, and you judge them as well, you look at them and you go, hey, that looks like fucking Donald Trump where was this in Nana? Kevin Bacon, okay, so let's, or, you know, let's, like, let's act like we know where well, Nana Plaza Stumble is. Well, Stumbling is the you second walk- bar in on Soy 4. And I used so to just I'm, enjoy. I'm just talking about walking into Nana Plaza. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not in the plaza. It's if you go into Soy Four, you've got the, it's the on first the outside bars. Of Nana. Yeah, you got the first bars morning inside. night, and then you've got Stumble Hooters. in, and um, and they show like like sports all the time. So we go and watch the football. People watch, have a great time, and it was just um, 
That was fun. It was fun, and it, it didn't have. I didn't have to go watch football in Kelsa and deal with all the foreigners screaming you know you and shouting mentioned. stuff. You know, like I enjoy. I enjoyed it. You know, and there is an entertainment value, and also, um, you know, if you go there, like sometimes they've got some phenomenal live live bands and stuff as well. Like really, so there, there is an entertainment factor. There, you can't just say that all it is is just girls in a bar and a beer. Like. Um, like it's it's a good bar with good music and good people. Like and it is, you can go there and have beers and just leave, and, and that's it. End Pole of it. as well. You, yeah, you you that's don't not have what to. I said at all. No, 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 I know that. I know that. I'm just, but you asked what the entertainment <laughs> yeah. side was, and, and I'm just it's explaining to you I that there is an entertainment side to it. Um, and and you know there, there's there's more facets to it than just you know huh? girls and beer. I I'm mean there, there's a lot I'm to it. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know, man. I know. I'm not. And I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying two, there two, is an entertainment side. Two Nana stories. I only have before we go. I got two Nana stories. You know they have the hair salons, uh, maybe on the first or the second floor. Yeah. Um, yep. And apparently, if you go, if you're a girl and you're working in the bars and you go and have your your hair blow drying, blow, blow, blow yeah, dried, and you, you get done, and they have a fridge, they have a refrigerator, and they open the fridge and there's water which they spray your hair with. Now that is special water. It's from a temple somewhere, I think in Nakam Pratom, which they use really? as kind of like a magical oh good luck God. kind of uh, That's awesome. um, um, last yeah, finishing true, touch yeah. if That's you have, have your hair done. I love that. And the other story I had was about a, uh, a businessman who had gone to Nana Plaza and, and bar find a girl, and he had, um, you know, he had taken her out, and his wife had found out and his wife, um, they had a, a prickly relationship. They had a, a Thai wife. Yeah, Thai wife, Thai like high society wife. He was like in a business here as an expat. And he went and uh, had an affair with this, uh, this bar girl from Nana Plaza. And the wife found out, she went to the bar and she took an envelope out from her purse. Um, and inside, um, on, on the outside of the envelope was the, uh, the girl's name. Her name was Nam, I forget. No. Um, and inside was like 5,000 baht. Like, thank you. You have made me realize my husband's a complete shit. And she divorced <laughs> She divorced the husband and uh, the bar oh girl got God. the wife. And they're two of the really cute stories that you hear about the place. You know. and, and, and you're so right. And if I, t- if I touch on the first one, um, which, w- which was more about, um, did you say Buddhism and the, and the water yeah, and this, everything the, like the, that? This water Good from, luck. The, yeah. Good from, luck, from, inside, from a Inside Nana Plaza is a spirit house. And, and for those who are listening who don't know what a spirit house is in, in Buddhist terms it's, it, 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 every, every Thai house has, 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 a, has a spirit house and it's, it's where the ghosts live the spirits live so they don't come in your in your home and what have you but you offer them food and drink and everything da, da, da. but there's one right slap bang in the middle of Nana Plaza which is and the world's largest adults playground yeah. Yeah. you know and yeah, they give they give offerings to the to the to Buddha and and do the why and the the pray and then they Can go to work. Christian gods and then they set the clothes that. off and start dancing. So right. so so it's it's it, it's um it, it is an odd thing, but it, it it's wrong to think Can that, I ask you? that the, the whole spirituality, the whole Buddhist culture, actually runs through what we're talking so, about now. I forgot your second point because I had something to say on that. Your second story, uh, the woman and the, the woman who gave the, the envelope with three thousand, five thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and again, there's guys that come over or, or, or like us expats actually live out here who just assume because of what they read and the nightlife blogs and all that that women are for using and throwing away and 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 and. The happy-go-lucky girls—they don't mind; they'll share and everything. It's not like that at yeah, all. It, yeah. it, it's similar to 
a Western style relationship. If, if you're with a girlfriend, then you're with your girlfriend and show her respect. <laughs> Don't think, oh, she's, t- but my girlfriend's tired. It means I can sleep with a sister and I can sleep with a best mate and I can do it. No, it doesn't work like that. Don't disrespect these girls because they won't respect you at all. Spot on. It's good. Can I, can I ask it's a question, good. Gav? You can. Um, what, what's, have you had any like really harrowing stories from girls who, who work with? with you or, or for you not not even at your place but previous jobs and what, what, have you heard any sort of really I, I, I've crazy heard, I've, stories I've, I've, heard, I've heard a few cra- crazy stories well, go really. on and give us a couple of the worst I mean, I mean the, wor- the worst ones are, um, are concern rape and non-payment and stuff like that oh, and fuck. and and, um, and don't don't want to give any nation a, a bad reputation but unfortunately some of the Indian guys that come over here do have that reputation they don't quite have the money wow. that so everyone does multiple men in one but, room but but they're horny absolutely so one guy will go in bar fine take her back to the hotel and there'll be about six or seven guys waiting for her that that's a story um, that, that I do hear um, I also hear stories about the local police as well and how they um, treat their treat the girls are working down uh, as well yeah we're gonna have to um, cut that one out yeah so um we won't go down that one um shall i say local taxi drivers who take advantage of women going home at night and things like that mm-hmm. so that it, it, lot, it does yeah. happen and as we we referred to before the industry the hostess industry that we're talking about i mean the vast majority of it exists for local thai guys it isn't for the tourists it exists <laughs> for local thai guys so it, yeah. it's, it's all part and parcel of it and so that misogynistic sort of disrespect that you show to women, it, it runs a little bit in, in, in Thai culture as well. And, and I'm sorry, but it does exist. And you also see it in everyday Thai life as well. Is, is the, the women I, tend hey, to be the hey, grafted. Let's, let's, yeah, you're right, let's you're right. Take, let's take a pause here and say that Thailand is a patriarchy system where males are the dominant people of the land and anything that a male says or does is more than what a woman does. Well, you could go a right male, down another... A male in this country... Sorry, I'm going to say this, whether I get kicked out of the country or not. A male can murder a woman and get four years in prison. You're, you could go down another rabbit hole there and say that, you know, Thai, you know, thai men are generalized as being kind of, you know, quite uh, strict and, uh, you know... Um, you know they'll cheat on their girlfriends and they beat their girls up and stuff and and, and a lot of girls will say look I just want a Western man because they they're, they're more loving they're more caring they you know they don't beat me up that you know they they treat me like a woman um, but again that's that's going down another rabbit hole we could be on that like, subject yeah, we, for we another half hour yeah that. you know if I would you know, um, you generalise the I've whole population yeah. in, in in Thailand and what I find surprises me that I don't really have any really close Thai male friends. And this is interesting that, you know, I, I, I can't, I, I have a number of Thai female friends, I have a number of Western male friends, um, and Western female friends, uh, but I can't think of like one person who I would mm. telephone if I had a real problem um, and ask them to help me out. And I think Thai people, are, Thai males are lovely, they're playful. And you've worked They're in several schools fun. with people and you've, you've met oh, people. Oh yeah, I've, I've worked in, in Thailand for a long time. Um, well, my Thai is more fluent than any Thai's well, English, I know. No, no, it's not that simple, actually. It's, uh, there's a cultural difference that transcends language. Why has that just got louder? There's a, there's a cultural difference that tra- transcends language. <laughs> uh, with, for some reason, with the males. Mm. Uh, but with, with females, we, we tend to 
somebody said it was a patriarchal society and that's right the women this is generally speaking this women tend to be more submissive than your average western female girlfriend wife partner whatever and that is why some western guys actually enjoy getting with asian girls because they're a bit more submissive i can't i can't boil the kettle in my hand to make myself a cup of coffee my girlfriend will be in front of me i do i do i do mm-hmm. it's okay to sit Same down kind of, but it's just the way they do things so you stand back and just let just just be weighted on hand hand and foot there's a it's very true it's a patriarchal society in that way but flip the coin how many women are involved in business in this country how many women are ceos how many women are, are entrepreneurial how many women are involved in business startups they run this town, and there's man. a lot they run this town if you get on the bts you know um any day during rush hour it is all women between the age of like 19 and 40 that run the fucking show they're the grafters they are they're and they're the also the brains in the family yeah, as well sure. now you can understand why some of these girls, the, da- the farmer's daughters, come to Bangkok to earn money. Because they can do it. Um, and all they get in the village, and I'm doing a massive generalisation here, is, is guys just sat around, uh, you know, sucking on Leo all like, day, like, like every we're day. Doing now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but not working is, is what I'm getting at. The girls are grafted, getting the money in, and the guys are sitting around getting totaled on, on ale. Um, this Wait, is a massive, massive, massive generalisation. I, I, I have teenage sons who are Thai, so I, I, I experience this. Um, the, the lack of work ethic, the waiting for something to happen rather than the making something happen. And most Thai women have the initiative to actually go out and make things happen. That's it. That's exactly what I experience as well. I mean, there's there's no no Nobel Prize winners in Thailand, from Thailand, is there? You know, so that entrepreneurial spirit doesn't necessarily isn't in your face. It's very sabai sabai, yeah. which for Phyllis is just means chilled out, relaxed. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna not gonna break into hey, a sweat. Look, truth is, is as much as we want to understand, we don't yeah. fucking Sorry, understand. Okay, as much as we want to think that I have a Thai girlfriend, I would like to say I know her and what she is doing for me. I really fucking don't. My girl can leave me tomorrow and leave my fucking world in a fucking tornado. No, I I agree with you. So you know what? It this whole what we think they know or what they think they do, we really don't. No, and um. I think actually can I tell you something for real I think these girls are actually smarter than us on street well I, I, I tend to agree with you I mean, and, they're and, and so having... much smarter than us on the street world we like to think we understand the street world but these girls can uh, and that's why they say that uh, some of these girls are conniving as they say because they understand the street. Sorry, I, mi- I missed. I missed something. There, obviously, the, um, I, you were on about your. You're talking about your girlfriend as well. No, just, no, we're just talking about culture. women in general. Thai culture, mm. which like, are just focusing on, these, the, on the sort of female. Some of these sort of women know street culture. Oh, they yeah, know I mean, what it's like I think to everyone get by. Some, Absolutely, some bad you're spot on. And and if if I could just chip in here and say this, you're right. And 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 and. You know, we can say, oh, they're all sharks and they're just out for their money and what have you. No, they've, oh, they've, no. got, they've got a head on the shoulder. Yeah. And, then you, and then you get the flip, <laughs> so, and you get the flip side of the NGOs who are all constantly <laughs> trying to raise money to save these girls and what have you. These girls don't need saving. They're not the exploited ones. Wait, they're, my, they're perhaps the ones that are doing the exploiting. My missus has got in two, terms de- of two degrees and she, she works as a nurse and, um, and she's, she's, the, she's the nicest person you'll ever meet. 
And I, no, like I'm it. serious. I've, I've, had some, like I've had some shit relationships and I've been treated badly. I've, I've been fucking threatened with knives. Um, I've, I've, the last, the, the ex was, was horrendous and I, I suffered a lot of domestic fucking abuse and she was breaking shit and stuff. But my current girlfriend I've been with for a year um, is, is just fucking, man, she's got a heart of gold. She's got a, a genuine uh, heart that, of gold. That's like, not what we're, what we're aiming out here. We're saying that these women, even these women that we're talking about, right? They know what they're looking for too. They're looking for someone who can offer them stability. That's like true, I t- that's true. I, I, I talked to my girlfriend about her and why she's dating me as a foreigner and not dating a Thai. Why should you have to she ask says, your girlfriend, I don't want to date Thai. I, she says, I'm, I'm looking for a foreigner. That's, we're, we're in probably one of the most promiscuous and adulterous nations on the planet. So you can kind of understand why they don't necessarily want to get with Thai guys and, and maybe look to us, as you say, for that security, financial security as well, because these girls haven't got a pot to piss in and they're desperate to try and get out of this poverty trap. And dating me or you or Paul or whoever gives them that opportunity to live that dream. To some extent, yes, you're right. You're right about that. Um, like, yeah. I, I, I would agree with I would agree with almost all of that. I would agree with almost all of that. I think a lot of a lot of Thai girls want the in stability. Thailand, that, in know, Thailand, anyway, I, what I want uh, our yeah, viewers but, to know is if, like my friends, I have thoroughly tried to invite my friends to uh, to Thailand. You know, I said come to Bangkok. You know, so if we come to stumble in, tell us, mate, why should you come to Bangkok, Thailand? Well, if you want to come and have and relax and be in a tropical climate with the fantastic weather and be surrounded by beautiful women, but still have the opportunity to plug into that Western culture of beer and sports and games of pool and live music, it's there for you. So it's kind of a cultural melting pot where West meets East in that good way. Point, yeah. And so therefore, Bangkok is a good place to come and acclimatise to before you nick off down south to your tropical islands or what have you. I'd always recommend to anybody, if you're going to visit it's Thailand give Bangkok some time yes it's a big noisy dirty city but so is New York so is LA so right. is Mexico so, so is London so is Paris you know it's a city you accept that and you go with the flow keep a smile on your dial and you will have a fantastic time I you think really that's a will. great but also check out Thai culture before you arrive Absolutely. because the amount of guys yeah. who I have in my bar who do not have a clue about Thailand or Buddhism or, or culture or anything and act as they would in their home bar back home they stand out like a sore thumb and like a bit of a fucking this idiot. is just me I could go anywhere in the world I, you know when, when I was in Scotland I, I could go to fucking Germany but I would still do a little bit of reading about it before I went there. You know, what am I going to do? Um, how do you say hello? How do you order something? You know, let, let's learn a little bit about the culture. Uh, I mean, I'm, I was a two-hour flight away from, what, Berlin. I mean, you can... Yeah, I, I, I could go anywhere. Why would you go halfway across the world and not know anyway, anything? So we, we, we announced that Bangkok, if you were to come to Bangkok, look, as you hear in the background, it's amazing. You can have fun, you know. That's you what we're trying it, to yeah, talk we, about. I, I kind of left we, that door we, open on purpose. So we we, we the, are the we, we are having a podcast in the back, and the, that that's just a little bit of fun in the background. Um, and we're in Bangkok a, we're in a, itself. Okay, so if, I've lived in Bangkok now for two years. Okay, living talking about to my American friends. Okay, Bangkok is a place 
that you can sit at home, you know, like we did in the pandemic. You can sit at home for three months. You can, you know what? It's another place in the fucking world. You know what? I lived in a 32 square foot cubicle where you can sit there for three months. And it sucks. You're talking about the uh, the pandemic, though, just before yeah. we go on. Uh, Gav, just, just quickly before we, um, I guess before we can wrap things up and stuff, um, how has the, the pandemic, how has it been with you guys? How has it hit you, um, you know, being a manager of a, a successful bar and uh, having the bars closed? Uh, you know, what's, what's going on in that industry from not only just you, but people that you know that are in the, in the industry? Um, how has it affected you in the last few months and, and uh, how, do you, how do you see things moving forward from here? Well, per- personally speaking, it's hit me quite hard. Um, uh, obviously financial because you know my bar's closed so I've got no income and I haven't had any income since St. Patrick's Day when when the, the hammer came down as it were um, but it's 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 not just about me I mean I've got staff who earn a damn sight less than me and, and, and what have you and I'm more concerned about how their day to day survival I mean the vast majority of staff that work for me as far as I know have all gone up north to the families or out east to the families on the farms and what have you you know and just bedding down there um, these are the people I am more concerned about is, is the Thai workers because they don't earn a lot of money I know we've been talking about the girl side of things but there's also people who, who stock shelves and, 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 and do the ordering and do the wage you know there's a lot of effort going into that and they've all lost their jobs you know they've all been laid off they're the people I can I, I, I feel for most. Um, from an owner perspective, I'm not an owner, I'm a manager, but from a bar owner's perspective, I think the big boys are going to be okay because the big boys have got a lot of money and, and own several outlets. And um, and uh, I know landlords have, have done deals and, the, you know, they're only paying sort of 30, 40, 50% rent on, on premises at this moment while they're closed. So the big boys are pretty financially insured as far as I can work out. The It's the independent, uh, the single guy owner or the guy who's gone in with his mate to run a bar and stuff like that who's still having to pay rent through this period. Who, who These are the guys that are going to fall first. And I know there's been one of the biggest bars on Soy 4 closed um, a couple of weeks ago. There's several. Hil- Hil- one, Hillary one, one reopened, Hil- right? Well, the Hillary bar yeah. is closed. And there's four of those. There's, there's four of them, yeah, but they're, they're one beer bar, which is um, just a few doors down. That, that went. Um, there's, there's a few um, go-go bars inside Nana Plaza that have gone as well. It's just we can no longer afford this. Now, the problem is that COVID has come on the back of probably... 18 to 18 to 24 months of hard hard work in in the trade and and the reason it's been hard work is 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 well number one is is the Thai baht has been so strong against international currency so people yeah, decided really well I'm not strong, going to Thailand yeah. because I can I can only get you know 40 baht for a pound or or a euro or something so I'm 30 gonna, or whatever you know um so so We've been hit by the currency exchange rates, but also there's, there's, there's issues in, in economies back in the West as well, where certainly in, in Britain, where it's gone through that whole Brexit debate and everything, and sterling's gone through the floor, the Brits haven't got any money anymore, so they've stopped coming across since 2016. You know, so um, we've seen a, a Australia, their currency went down by about 10%. You know, they're struggling. America, I think a couple of cents, but you're, t- you're pegged to the... You're, the bat's pegged to the dollar, I think. So I think you're pretty insured compared to some of the other currencies. I don't know. Um, but what I'm trying to get across is like for the last 18 months, it's been a real struggle business-wise. So COVID was the last thing we needed. Um, 
the future I don't know we're still waiting to get the green light I know I'm sat in a bar now that's open and it's absolutely fantastic <laughs> to be in a bar that's functioning post-covid um, but my kind bar unusual yeah but my bar on Soy 4 Sukhumvit uh, in Nana Bangkok is um, nowhere is open there what the, what the authorities have done and said okay if you've got a restaurant license you can open and serve food some of the bars I think are, are, are throwing caution to the wind oh, and, and saying well we've got a we've got a restaurant license but we're just going to sell beer I don't think that is what the authorities intended here um, <laughs> because you know Soy 4 is not open okay we've got we've got some of the the chain bars and the um, the, 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 the eateries the eateries are open because they're more restaurant style yeah but you know we can't open and just I've got a kitchen in my bar but I haven't got a restaurant license so I, I cannot open and and I fear that Nana Plaza um, to the back you know in our back garden as it were is, it's going to be a long time before that gets the green light just because of the nature of Nana Plaza you know um, you can't really social distance in Nana Plaza if you get get what I'm saying and you guys so, are kind of pegged to the Nana Plaza thing like because you're part my, of the my, same my, I, I'm on the plot of Nana Plaza yeah but I'm, I'm a street facing bar so I'm not actually inside Nana Plaza I'm on Soy 4 I'm a beer bar on Soy 4 um, but we're on the plot Nana Plaza yeah, plot so our, our, Nana, it? we 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 pay our rent to the to the leaseholder of of, of Nana yeah absolutely so, so is, is is it because that I mean, I'm sure that there's some owners in Nano who can grease the right palms, right? Is this what it's about at the moment, that it's not? Um, I, I don't know. I'm not really that high up in the food chain to really know what goes on between the, the money mm. men in the business. But um, it's a bit bigger than that. Um, I, I understand the, the major leaseholder of, of Nano has done a deal with with the tenants to discount rent and what have you and he's encouraged everyone oh, to stay stick, man. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like half encu- price rent for yeah. two years he's encouraged everyone like to stay in business yeah. and he's, he said to people I'll help you out if you need it just shout he says if you're just going to close your doors and give, us me, give me the keys back he goes I'm, I'm not interested I don't want to help you you know try and stay in business you know try and yeah why wouldn't you do that I mean yeah. Well, it, 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 it's it's, nothing, it's right? whether you can afford it or not. And on the yeah, back of the, on the back of this really tough eighteen months for Thailand generally, which has affected our industry, obviously, yeah, um, a, this means point. that the guys don't have the money that they previously had to say, yeah, okay, yeah, I can pay, I can pay half rent for six months point. and stay closed. The, the money hasn't been there for the past couple well, of years. That's a great point. Would it be fair that, that, that they need a correction? Sorry, a correction. A correction needs to be made in the rental prices. In oh. Plaza. Well, I, I, I don't know. Uh, right. You know, I'm, I'm not, again, I'm not the high, well, high well, up the in the thing, food chain. Well, the, to thing, the thing was, was, things were bad before this COVID crisis began. Mm. Tourism was already down and they were, uh, their eggs were in already too many baskets that were too big. So before they were blaming it, we'll just say that that's what happened. Okay. So when COVID happened, it was just fucking absolutely downhill shit. Like it's the last thing we needed. Yeah, yeah, it was the last thing that you needed. You know what I mean? Like you guys had whatever pocket change that you had from what was already happening, which was not much, and then COVID happened, and you had to hang on to whatever pocket change you had, which is getting eaten up by mm. fucking mm. Uh, land land. Uh, you know, leasing rent. Uh, yeah, 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 rent. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know. And that's why I want to say is um, even in these countries, UK, Americans, we're all doing it out here. We're trying to make 
a difference in our own lives. We're trying to bring a product to the people and it doesn't need to be the people who only live here in Thailand. It is also to people in the world, like my friends who want to come here in Thailand, to come not only see women who are, you know, doing their thing, but it's a, uh, it's a, it's a show. It's a show. Mm-hmm. It's a show. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, come and check it out. Don't only say Bangkok. What's Bangkok? Well, Bangkok is a place in Thailand. Bangkok is the party capital, as they say, in fucking Southeast Asia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know it, what I mean? It, it's, Come it's, check it out instead of just hearing it for yourself. No, Come I, and check it out. Absolutely. And it, and the number one thing as well is it's still affordable. I mean, I, I'd say Singapore, Hong Kong, nah, nah, too expensive. Bangkok is good. It's value. It still is. I know it's Bangkok. more expensive. Bangkok, but it, absolutely. But it, but it I know Bangkok has, value, yeah. has eyes to be Singapore, still, but it does not have the infrastructure to be Singapore, yeah. so it's still Bangkok. It's um, still the most exciting place to be in the world if you're a young man or a young woman. I yeah. I, I guess. I, 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 don't know about, I don't know about the females because I've heard they, they really struggle out here, especially the, the teachers. I don't know. You may know more than me. I don't know. I heard the girl, the West Western females struggle out here, but the guys seem to live the, the dream as it well, well, I don't that's, know if that's, that's a complete that's a completely different um, that's a complete completely different demographic yeah I think um, when it comes to, to, to women um, uh, well I mean, like you, James says you know a- actresses and models and stuff um, when, it, when it's like teachers and things I think it's a bit difficult because they earn significantly less than a lot of the other industries and um I think it, it's very difficult for a woman to go out and not not to socialize but Maybe to find a partner or something, you know, like uh, they're not going to want, probably not going to want a Thai guy. So a lot of it is based on kind of finding a Western guy and a lot of Western guys want an Asian girl. So, you know, it it must be very difficult, especially because I I think um, a big percentage of the women that come across here tend to be a little bit older and they might be around maybe kind of late 30s or 40s or whatever. And um, and they might struggle to find a partner at that age. They've probably been... I've got a story to tell by, yeah. by that oh, time. Right? So it's just where very would you difficult. Say would yeah. be the most exciting city in the world for a for a young woman to live. Glasgow. Can, can, can I just quickly jump jump in like there, James? Greece or somewhere. Or you Rome. know, you said that a minute depends ago. Depends what you're looking for. Yeah. I, I think it. I think it depends. If 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 a Western woman comes here as a husband, as sorry, with a husband, so as a wife to a husband, that's a recipe for yeah, disaster. Then that's a, a big problem. But if it's a young girl who's coming here on her own. She's independent. She can fucking go where she wants. She's got no boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. I think, th- I think there's two very different... Oh, yeah, well, yeah I mean, I know a lot of girls that are... Well, yeah, yeah, that do... Yeah, like James, like, do, that do very well. Uh, singers, actresses, you know, they're into um, uh, video production and whatnot, like, totally different industries. But um, the, the only reason I piped up is because is someone said, like, teachers. I mean, I think that's probably one of the industries that women probably struggle in because uh, unless they're at a big international school making tons of money, they're... They're going to struggle, yeah. Again, we're not going to neglect the thing of personal responsibility, okay? (laughs) Take a personal responsibility to move to this side of the world. You need to understand what you come against. Even as us, we had to decide, do we want to leave our our home? Or do we want to go and try something new? And I I tried something completely new. Same here. Okay. So like when you tried Edo for the not, first time. Let's not ne- le- neglect personal 
responsibility. No, absolutely. And also, let's not fall into the trap of assuming that Thailand or Bangkok is just about sex or sex it's industry. Yeah, it's, it's the number. You're, you're right in saying the it's, the num- it's, the, it's the number one party capital um, <coughs> of, of, of the region, of young, without a shadow of a doubt. Here. There's lots of young, creative people in the video industry, in, 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 in writing, podcasting, in, in, in filming, in handsome, handsome men. I didn't want to yeah. live in Bangkok because of that. sex. I didn't. I didn't want to live in Bangkok. You came for the temples, didn't you? I, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to sit under a tree and, 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 and gain enlightenment. You know, I wanted to reach nirvana. But no, like, I, I, seriously, I didn't. Why else I just, would I, I move here? No, I didn't. I didn't. I I, didn't. The, the women were a, an absolute yeah, bonus, of course. But, but the... Coming coming from fucking Scotland, where everyone's fucking miserable, and then you come here and everyone's kind of you know everyone's in a great mood. You can do anything every night of the week. You can go see whatever movie you can go eat, whatever type of food you want, like a big city. I mean, I, I guess I'm just saying this because shows, because films, I never yeah. moved to London or something. You know, I could, I could have moved to London or something, I suppose, but I didn't. I chose chose here because I enjoyed the Asian lifestyle, the culture, the the mentality. It's the capital of Southeast Asia, ladies and gentlemen. I yeah. believe it is the capital. Capital. I don't think the capital is Kuala Lumpur or Singapore. No. Obviously not Phnom Penh yeah. or you know, uh, Vientiane. Well, well, I think the I capital think, of Southeast uh, yeah. Asia is Bangkok. Kuala Lumpur, sterile. Cultural Singapore, capital. sterile. Very sterile. Hong Kong, sterile. Mm. Exactly. This, this place has still got a bit of grit. And I know people say, well, it's not like it was in the 70s. You know, all right. Well, oh, it's, it's not better. like it was. It's better than it was in the 70s. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's not it, like it was in the 90s. There's still some grit, right? There's yeah. still something. It's still a bit dirty. It's still a little bit of fucking there's, there's edgy. Charm, it's edgy. Yeah, yeah and exactly. That, you know, exactly. I'm, I'm a city guy. And, and I'm, like. I'm, the same as you, I'm the same as you, Paul. I came over on a wing and a prayer. I just came over for a holiday for a month. Uh, I lost my job in the UK. Came over for a holiday just uh, spent about a week in Bangkok and three weeks down the island and a few days back here but in that time I was in Bangkok I met enough people to realise that it wouldn't be such a massive step to actually come out and live here and look for work yeah. and I, even in that short amount of time I had guys saying I'll get you a job mate yeah I'll look after you mate and, and I was getting it all the time did you, you like, huh? um, did you have bar experience before? did you have bar experience before? yeah yeah I mean I, right, I've, I, yeah 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 I've, I've got a, a I started off in this and then broke out into more sort of public relations and marketing stuff and then went back and then obviously I've come back into it being back here in Thailand Um, so yeah I did have the experience that gave me the got me the foot in the door for for the job but honestly it was just a case of hanging around here and it's it's not it's not what you know it's more than who you who know you it's know, who yeah. you know here because the, the expat community is so tight right and, and it's yeah. just a case of getting your foot in the door and it's just like if you're I'd like without trying to sound too egotistical I'm, I'm kind of a friendly guy I like to go out and talk to people I'm quite a sociable character do you know what I mean so it's quite easy for me to go and I, I don't get intimidated in interviews and go oh, yeah I can put ice in a glass um, you know it's just it, it comes off I can do stuff you know and I think I That's think cool. with that edge I have in my personality it makes me suitable for a customer facing role such as a manager in, in probably one of the busiest bars here in, 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 in Bangkok or in Asia yeah, or oh, in Asia yeah. well I, 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 absolutely I mean we go past there and there's people like I, I was I was walking past stumble, stumble in and I just it's like almost like people are hanging out of the place you know <laughs> it feels like that because people are sort of dripping out of it. Well, that's right. And, and, and Paul alluded to it earlier in the fact that we it's a fantastic people-watching spot because it's got that massive balcony that's... It's a street-facing bar, right. so we've got this big balcony yeah. overlooking the street, and then you walk inside the air curtain, you've got this nice air-cooled bar with the live music and everything else going on. Some punters just sit 
all day, every day on that balcony, and just, just watching yeah, the people just going watching past. People going past. And it's a fantastic spot mm. for it. The and girls I think coming in, like kind of giving arms or whatever, or praying, or, or you know, just coming in, grabbing, yes. grabbing, or, or you know, you've got the, you've got the, the girls starting work. I love that. Finishing, putting on a bit of makeup and stuff. It's just interesting, interesting characters, really interesting people. And, um, and then at I mean, 10 o'clock, you get the Koreans like walking three feet in front yeah, of a lady yeah, boy and a lady boy coming behind them. I always like watching like movies and TV shows where there was a multitude of characters, you know, like I love, you know, David Bowie's Labyrinth, you know, you've got a million different characters, that kind of thing. Like, and I just love being able to just kind of see like lots of different perspectives. I, I am a serial people watcher. So like stumble in is perfect for that. Yeah. And, 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 and I think that's what we offer. Certainly I offer in, 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 in my bar and stumble in, in terms of when I took it over about six years ago, it was a bit of an old man's joint. It wasn't playing much music past night in about 1968. It was a bit of know, an excess. They play that in morning night every day, <laughs> 10 times a day. But the average age of my customer, I'd say was about 60 years of age and da, 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 da. And, um, I walk in there and thinking like shit this needs modernising guys and that's the first thing I did I just set about modernising making it a bit a bit younger you know I updated the music you know and got a bit of live music got a bit of energy in there and I've, I've changed it completely how long have you been manager there for sorry uh, about five okay. and a half years now right and um, okay but okay. but the point I'm trying to get it's not as sleazy as some people who have never been here would have you believe um, especially those who are looking for money to save people over here they, they kind of really paint a bleak picture of, of, of Thailand and Bangkok it isn't as sleazy as perhaps it's made out to be it is mm. it, you know I the average age of my customer used to be about sixty, about six years ago. I think I've got that down to. Now. I think I've got that down to about mid thirties now, and the, and the customers are getting young, cool, younger and younger and younger each time, and we're getting more couples and more mixed tourists. We're not getting the dirty old man in the in the rain mac. Are you just you stereotypical sex tourist? It doesn't that exists yeah but not as you perceive you it too if you've never been to Thailand and you read about it it's not as perhaps you perceive it to be yeah, you guys definitely get a lot of couples especially when there's a band on you guys get loads of couples yeah yeah, yeah. as I say and, and, and we've spoken about hostess bars and, and, and the fact that women exist in bars in Thailand it's true but it's such a small percentage of what I'm actually responsible for and what I, what I actually give out in that bar I feel like it's a bit it's, of a generalisation yeah yeah, I mean, the, this, I've got hostesses there, yeah, if you need them. But ultimately, it's not all about that. It's about having a good time. I think that's a great place to end this. Um, Gav, the, I think this, you know, it, it's quite, it's, this is quite an occasion because it's the first time we've all actually seen each other for months, isn't it, really? Mm. I mean, we might have we've seen each other on Zoom and shit, so it, it's been quite a, a sort of... A bittersweet occasion, anyway. But having you here has been especially good because oh, I, I think I think it's just affirmed for me some of the reasons why I'm here. For a start <laughs> off, and, and some of the reasons why I love Thailand, and uh, I think it's been the perfect podcast to start. As, uh, mm-hmm. Back off again, hasn't it, guys? Brilliant Back stuff. A, a new normal. Great. Brilliant a stuff. New normal. Well, fuck well, me. If, yeah. if you'll allow me to strange. <laughs> Yeah. If you'll allow me to do a little plug as we're getting in the yeah, land. If anybody who's listening to this has not been to Thailand, doesn't know Bangkok, doesn't know Stumble In, find us on Facebook, Stumble In Bangkok. Find us on Twitter, Stumble In Bangkok. Um, if you want to follow me on a personal level, I don't really treat, tweet much about um, the industry. I tweet much more on a personal level, but you can follow me at Gav the Gaffer. Gav the Gaffer. And I could def- definitely recommend Stumbling as a bar. It's a great place yeah. to, um, yeah. to hang out and, 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 and to watch sports as well. You guys, you guys show all the sports, man. It's we do. Brilliant. We do yeah. when it was on. Yeah.
Premier League's back now, right? Okay, well, that's the story. That's the story. <laughs> All right, cheers, right, thank you very much. Uh, cheers to everybody, and especially Gavin for coming out. By, by the circus, right? Cheers. Thank you very much. Shady yeah, strange. He doesn't like promote his own shit. All right, okay. <laughs> See you later. Cheers. Uh, stay awake. Listen, stay awake. Ah, right. uh, yeah. Listen to my band. They're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, bye. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 And by the time that she gets home She'll realize that I am gone I'll be sitting in a back bar Drinking Drinking to my friends And drinking to my foes For both a young heart moving It's good to be on the trail From where my heart's at sail Putting anchor down For friends and good beer So I'll have another one then I'll be moving on It's good to be on the road back home again Again It's good to be on the road back home again Make way for a lady And by the time that he Apples 
lost myself Searching for what I ain't It's good to be on the road back home again Again It's good to be on the road back home again I guess I really must get going now